This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. It's the most entertaining thing in the world. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. From schwitzing like a piece of tuna fish. Every Saturday morning from <laughs> 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, <laughs> 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's the great Tracy Chapman singing about a revolution. Well, that's exactly what Keenan Ivory Wayans did. It's exactly what Jackie Robinson did. And at 8.15, we're going to learn that's exactly what Ulysses S. Grant did. But we're going to learn about this guy in a whole different way. My guest, the great Frank Scaturo, is going to teach us. But right now, I want to do a segment that I look forward to each day. And I see all the lines are lit up. We'll get to the weekend warrior injuries, I promise. But hang on the line. Let's do some clapper vision with the Warriors, the professional athletes. Will, what do you got for this week? All right. Well, first up, uh, the something that we haven't covered yet, but it is baseball season now. And Clayton Kershaw, a uh, very divisive at this point in his career, very polarizing Dodger pitcher, is currently on the IL, the injury list, with... An SI joint injury, inflammation in his right SI joint. And he's obviously a little older now and he's had, um, you know, back issues before and, and against the recommendation of the weekend warrior show and epidurals and whatnot. He's gotten several of those over the course of his career. So I'm kind of wondering where this, this puts him. I mean, you know, I don't know that. I personally don't think he'll ever be the amazing best pitcher in the league, hands down, Clayton Kershaw. He used to be of years past. But with these back injuries, can he be at least halfway decent and stay healthy? Because I can imagine that as a pitcher, that puts a lot of torque on your lower back on on a nightly basis every time you're out there pitching. Okay, great stuff. If you listen to the show, Weekend Warriors, you know the great clap revision for how your spine works, right? It's a stack of Oreo cookies. The bone, the vertebral bodies is the cookie. The disc, the cushion in between is the cream filling. Go take a stack of Oreo cookies right now. In college, I used to eat an entire package with a quart of milk. Oh, those were the days. You know, watch a TV show. Didn't gain any weight because you're in college. You can do whatever you want. It's amazing. Run around a bit. But if you take that stack of cookies outside the package and you stack them up, now go and pull out the middle cookie of the stack. Don't pull it out a lot. Put it out. Pull it out a few millimeters. The the cookie column hasn't collapsed. But let me tell you something. You are stressing the cookie above and the cookie below by messing with that middle cookie that you pulled out, the balancing act. And if you pull it out any further, that whole stack of cookies is going to fall. They all live with each other. They all need each other to create stability. Well, that's your spine. The epidurals is to deal with inflammation that surrounds the spine, the cookies, the cream filling. If you will, the epidural is dealing with the plastic wrap of the package. It's not really going to the bone or to the cream filling, the cookie or the cream filling, the bone or the disc. It's going to the package, which gets inflamed. The saran wrap, if you will, gets thicker. That's what the epidural is. It quiets down the wrapping. Well, what's the sacroiliac joint? Why is he now having trouble there? Didn't you just tell me he got a shot to his epidural to the stack of Oreo cookies? Aha. Let's go back to the Van Morrison song. I got shot by a bow and arrow. What does an arrow look like? 
Well, that straight shaft, just like looking at that stack of Oreo cookies, that vertical column, let's look at the arrow vertical. Well, the arrow at the tip is a triangle. The Native Americans used to use catgut to wrap it around that stick that they carved. But that flint rock, that triangular shape, if you take that arrow and you stab it vertically right into the ground, into the dirt, guess what? It doesn't fall over. You know why? Because the arrow is sticking into the ground. It's sharp. Well, the bottom of your spine, the bottom of that stack of Oreo cookies looks like the arrow of a bow and arrow. Why is it made that way? Why is it triangular? Why isn't it circular or rectangular? The reason the sacrum bone literally looks like the arrow of a bow and arrow is for the same reason that arrow doesn't fall over when you stick it in the ground. By wedging it in, just like the ancient Greeks and Romans created arch windows, well, the arch of your foot, the navicular bone, is this trapezial shape, this triangular shape, because that's how you fight gravity. By wedging the sacrum into your pelvis, literally, you now go from that straight spine to a horizontal beam, basically, which is your pelvis, and then you have your two legs that come down. The junction between the spine, vertical, and the horizontal pelvis that you're sitting on right now is that triangular bone, the sacrum, and the way it's wedged into the pelvis, you have the right and the left side sacroiliac joints, big, thick ligaments. Which, by the way, when a woman has a baby, those ligaments respond to hormones in childbirth and actually become rubbery. And that's what allows the birth canal to expand so that you can have a baby. But that's, don't get me started, that's a whole nother discussion. But it's a ligament, it's not a bone. We were designed not to have the spine connect to the pelvis where it was bone-bone. No, we need a ligament there to allow for bounce, to allow for elasticity. And to allow a baseball pitcher on a pitching mound like Clayton Kershaw to spin his body and rotate. If it's bone to bone, the spine to the pelvis, then there's no give. You need that flexibility, and that's the ligament of the sacroiliac joint. Well, guess what happens? If you start losing flexibility in your spine that you need epidurals, degeneration occurs, just like I told you. You pull on one of those cookies in the stack, you're going to start stressing abnormally the other cookies, but you're also going to start stressing. You you need that flexibility to come from someplace if you're losing it in your spine. Well, what's the next joint that you can rob it from? The sacroiliac joint. And that is why that joint is acting up because of his lower back. Now you understand the connection, right, Will? You understand the connection? Good. You don't do surgery. People do. I mean, I, there's plenty of orthopedic surgery that fuse the SI joint. 33 years, 16,000 patients. I don't, 100,000 patients I've seen over the years in my office. Literally, 100 patients a week for 33 years. Not once have I ever told anybody to have a fusion of their sacroiliac joint. But there are surgeons out there who do. Gake is into Hague, but I ain't recommending that. So that's what's going on. It's relatable to his back, even though it's in his pelvis at his sacroiliac joint.